be human in this world, but we have chosen to frame the world with the Christian story. And there are many ways to be Christian, but we have chosen the Baptist model, a free church and a dissident voice to be our expression. And there are many ways to be Baptist, too many ways to be Baptist, but we have chosen the trajectory of a people who got their simple start building a church in a cow pasture and welcoming everyone to work and fellowship together. So here we are, Park Rodians, as I like to call you, one and all. But that isn't the end, is it? The Apostle Paul encouraged the early church in Rome, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not be conformed to the shape of Roman mythology. Do not be conformed to the ideals of Roman culture. Do not be conformed to doctrine or to any church. Do not be conformed. Well, Paul doesn't actually say all of that. He does say, do not be conformed, but do not be conformed to doctrine or to any church. Well, I know those are dangerous words. You would think that the pastor of a church with as independent a spirit as you exhibit would need to try to put the reins on you just a little bit. But I know better than that. That would be pointless. While Paul does not elaborate as I have, it seems an appropriate translation to me. Do not be conformed even to the church. Even to your church. The confidence that God places in human freedom is nothing short of breathtaking. Human beings are created in God's image. What an amazing birthright when you come down to think about it. And Jesus sees God's very kingdom being expressed within us on earth as it is in heaven. We are encouraged to enjoy whatever our hands find to do. Whatever our hands find to do. This nonconformity is nonconformity at its highest. It is radical freedom. Whatever your hands find to do, do with all your might. Do with great joy because the kingdom of God is being expressed through your hands, your work. Several weeks ago, Amy encouraged you to open your eyes to the presence of God, the work of God in your midst, and to celebrate that in social media. Hashtag Kingdom of God came near. It's been really interesting and wonderful to view your post, to see the kingdom breaking in even amid all the fears of violence and craziness in the world around us. If I ask you today a similar thing, if I ask you to define yourself as you understand your faith under the hashtag free to be me, what would you say? I might answer 
I'm a predestinarian social anarchist. Hashtag free to be me. Let me explain. In one semester at Erskine Seminary, where Amy and I finished our divinity degrees, sitting at the tutelage of a Presbyterian scholar deeply committed to his faith and his church's understanding of faith, I became a predestinarian. Now, not a full-blown Calvinist. That would make me wacko, you know. <laughs> Just a predestinarian. Now, here's what I mean. While I could quote Ephesians 2, we are saved by grace, not of works. Like most Baptists I know, there was a little bit of work, maybe a lot of work, that crept into my timid faith and a good bit of fear hidden behind the facade of the hymn-singing praise of God's love. And I think I was in good company. Through the ages, people of faith have feared God, have faced their deaths, anxiously hoping they've done enough, been good enough, would be found worthy enough when they breathe their last breath. John Calvin, out of pastoral concern. And that was a word that I learned from Merwin Johnson. Calvin had pastoral concern when he developed this doctrine of predestination. Out of pastoral concern to relieve Christians of this existential angst and by a careful literal reading of scripture, Calvin proposed an end to our quandary. Salvation, whatever it is, is God's business, period. God is sovereign, God is good, God is just. Salvation is God's business. The life of faith is our business. Salvation is God's business. The life of faith is our business. While the implications of the doctrine of predestination have been embarrassing, downright ungodly, I think, what Calvin was trying to do was to unhinge us from this fear. Those who accepted Calvin's strange doctrine were even more strangely free to live and to love and to work in the business of the kingdom of God for the sake of the kingdom of God, not secretly hoping their work would be enough to get them into heaven. It was a great lesson for a Baptist to learn, steeped as I was in a belief in free will. You know that salvation was ultimately up to me. As one preacher said, God votes for you, the devil votes against you, it's up for you to cast the deciding vote. And Calvin would say, if it's your business, if your choice makes the decision, that's a work. And we are saved by grace. The lesson was simple to me as a Baptist. Get on with the work of the kingdom. God is among us. God is within us. The next life will take care of itself. God is just. It's radical freedom. Do what is right because it is right. Leave the salvation thing to God. We can trust the next life to the heart of divine goodness 
I have no doubt. And then my friend, Brian Smith, while he had no idea of this, made me a social anarchist, though not quite yet a full-blown libertarian. <laughs> a wonderful article that Brian sent me some time ago echoes the radical freedom that I see in Scripture. You're not obligated to do good. It's an invitation. You hear the difference? You're not obligated to do good. It's an invitation. It's not a paycheck you're working for. Your work is your reward. You're not being judged by your works, only by your good name. If someone is holding your feet to the fire, be it the state or the church, if you need that persuasion to set your values, if your morality is conditional, if your ethics are resistant, only offered begrudgingly, you have not understood freedom. It's like stewardship. If the only reason you write a check to the church or to the United Way is because you get a tax benefit from it, then you are missing most of the benefit of giving. The joy of giving needs neither the carrot nor the stick. It ought to come out of the depths of your heart. Freedom. As our bulletin cover claims, if someone has to give you permission to be free, you have not yet come to understand what it means to be human. In her book, Beloved, set in the sad context of American slavery, author Toni Morrison has one of her characters to say, freeing yourself was one thing, claiming ownership of that freed self was another. I'm here to tell you today, you do not have to free yourself, that is who you are. You just have to claim ownership of the life God has given you. So I am a predestinarian social anarchist, hashtag free to be me, because Park Road Baptist Church has given me the right to express my opinions, to live in my own skin, to participate in the kingdom of God in this community, not out of fear or obligation or coercion, but because God has made each one of us just that free. I do not ever want to do faith or church any other way again. May it be so. Amen.